interested? I'm not going to go on and on. Well, we'll see, won't we? Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests of Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin, the word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the 11th year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. You're thinking, who, what, when, and why? Uh, just to summarize, if you don't know your Old Testament history, shame on you if you don't know, I'm joking. Uh, it's kind of a long ministry. He's uh, covering a, tra- a traumatic period in Israel's history. At the end of their time in, in uh, Israel, the promised land of Judah, when God kind of enacted what he said he would do through the prophets. If they rebel and reject him and they turn away from that which they should have been as God's people, he would send them into exile. And in this time, that's what happened. The Babylons came, the Babylonians came and took off many of them, and they were exiled. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The chapter goes on in the story of what Jeremiah did and does. A young farmer uh, was standing in his field surveying the countryside and he saw from his hill a strange cloud formation. The clouds, as he looked at them, formed the letters G, P, C. He was gobsmacked. And as he looked at it, he took it as a sign from God to say, go preach Christ. The farmer rushed to his local church and finds the leaders and insists that he's been called to preach the gospel. Amazed they are, the leaders. But not wanting to stand against God's call, they invite him to preach the next Sunday. The Sunday arrives and the young farmer stands up and opens his mouth. The sermon is long and dull and very tedious and almost incoherent. When it finally ends, the leaders sit in stunned silence, aghast. Finally, a wizened deacon mutters to the would-be preacher. Seems to me the clouds were saying, go plant crops. (laughs) Got a little cartoon uh, that should come up in our series of uh, being called in disciple-making. Here's a 25 pastors will preach, only one will be chosen. Search committees quickly learn from reality TV. Vanessa and Kate, as a children's ministry leader and Callum have been set apart by God's people. A new team amongst us to work with Phil and I and the wider leadership team in leading this church and encouraging you all in discipleship. All of us are called by God. I don't need to remind us again and again in Scripture, Ephesians, to name but one place. The reminder that God knows each of us by name. He knew us before we were formed. Psalm 139, a beautiful passage that says, even as we were inside our mother's womb, he knew us. 
He knows our thoughts. He knows uh, when we stand up and lie down. He knows the secrets of our heart. And through Christ, he was sent. Jesus was sent to this world to rescue and save each one of us. That all should turn to Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior. The wonderful passage in Ephesians that he's called and predestined us, that he's chosen us before the foundation of the world. You're not an accident. You're not alone. You're not just here by random chance or fate. The Father loves you. And he's called you to belong to his people. He's called you because you're unique and precious. He's chosen you to belong to his family and dwell with him and worship him and be an abiding in his presence through every day of all creation, of all eternity. Hallelujah. All of us are called. All of us are called. And sometimes God particularly calls people in particular ways. We've heard something of Vanessa's call. The call came to Jeremiah. It says, we, we, people think he was probably young because he says, I'm only a small child. Maybe he wasn't, but he was thinking, who am I to be called by God? I can't speak. I can't do this. I'm not up to the task. God calls people. God sends his spirit, his voice, his words, and confronts people and says, I have chosen you for a purpose. Will you come and serve me? For Jeremiah, we heard about the kings and the time and the, and the situation in history. And again and again, that is what God does. He calls specifically, specific people in particular ways to work in their lifetime for God's kingdom and God's glory. It's not just lost back in the annals of history and the recesses of time. God still speaks and calls men and women, young and old, to serve him in particularly unique and fascinating ways today. And even today, God may be calling and speaking. It's all the way through the pages of Scripture that God again and again calls men and women, individuals, and marks them out to serve him in their generation to make God known. For Jeremiah, it was in the time when there was great transition and upheaval as people were carted off to a foreign land where now Iraq is, but in the Babylonian Empire. God calls. God the Father called Abraham and Moses and Isaiah and Amos to name a few great men of God. Jesus called 12 people but there were more, 72 men and women and he sent them out to be disciples and evangelists to the nations. And we read in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit called Saul and Barnabas and others into this kind of wider ministry to go and make the kingdom known. That what we have seen in Vanessa and we're praying we'll see more. We've, we're recognizing in Maggie and Laurie, uh, uh, Avery, a discernment of a call to go and serve in Turkey. It's exciting. Now, this is what God is doing amongst us, calling particular people to be set apart. Call is really, really important. We're all called, as I said, but, but sometimes God says, I want you to do this particular role that I've prepared in advance for you. And at this foundation, at the outset of that, of that journey, of that responding, it's great to know that it's him who's called us, not just a good idea of our own. Because good ideas can end up in bad places. But knowing that God has asked of us sets us in good stead. I don't know if you've noticed that again and again, call is spoken of in Scripture. Turn to the prophets, and again and again, in their story, first and foremost, they recount God arrested my life. God came into it and called me for this purpose. That 
in, uh, in Acts and uh, Saul, Paul, we hear again and again of his conversion story of how he came to Christ, how he, know he was, knew he was chosen, but how he was set apart to be an apostle to the Gentiles. They keep on telling it. Why? Why in the book of Jeremiah do we have his story told right at the outset of the longest book in the Bible, the most words? It's the biggest section of scripture. Why is it there for us to read again and again as we read of this prophet? Why is call so important? Because we forget it so often. It can so easily be dislodged from our minds that when the going gets tough and it got really tough for Jeremiah, He's a real grumbler and moaner, not because he's um, just a grumbler, but actually he, he has some really tough times. In his call, as we're told, he went to tear down and to destroy, to uproot, to be a, a mouthpiece for God, not just to Israel, but to the nations. He needed to know first and foremost that he had been appointed by God. And there are times in what's called his confessions between chapters 10 and 20 where he's kind of saying, I can't do this. I want to give up. He kind of curses the day that he was born. And yet he's reminded that God has called him, the Lord. The call is so precious, lest we forget. There's been times in, in the, the, as I reflect on my journey, I sometimes come back to that time where I was ordained because it was a really special service and the, and the word that was brought in that service is still of great inspiration. But it was founded on the fact that Jesus called me to serve in this ministry that I'm exercising now. And when it's tough and when it's hard and for, for Vanessa in the days to come when death say deadlines are looming and you're thinking, I'm pulling my hair out because this Bristol Baptist College are working me to, to distraction and John's saying, come and make me a cup of tea and, and all those kind of things. I know what you like, John. And, uh, you know, and we're, we're expecting sermons to be preached. You're thinking, why am I doing this? Well, you're doing it because God has asked you. God has set you apart. And for each one of us whose God has put a passion and a conviction and a calling, whether it's in worship leading, whether it's in food bank or coffee and chat or junior church leading or youth work, why do we do it? Because God has asked us, God has put that vision, God has put that upon our hearts to do. And until he says stop, lest we forget, he asks. Why are we told again and again? Well, because it needs retelling. That in Jeremiah, the story of his call enlarges our minds and opens us up to remind us that God still speaks. And if he can use me, and I know me better than most of you, I don't know myself so well yet, but if he can use me, he can use you. The danger of sometimes reading scriptures, we look back at people like Gideon and David and Moses and Abraham and all these other celebrated heroes. We know the end of the story and how faithful they were and what God accomplished through them and we, we kind of distance ourselves. Well, they must be different or amazing. But the stories are told to remind us they were just like you and me. And yet they loved God and they said, we will do what you ask as he called Gideon said, I'm the smallest and the weakest of Manasseh. I'm a weakling. Who, me? David, a young boy, spending more time with the sheep. And so young that not even his dad called him when Samuel came to appoint and anoint the new king. There's Jeremiah and Jonah and Simon, Peter and Saul of Tarsus, who said, I'm a blasphemer and I was a persecutor and I was a violent man, yet God chose him. 
needs retelling because God uses people like you and me. Raises them up. Raises them up. Read the story of church history. Ordinary people called by God to extraordinary living. It's important. It's good to remind it that we don't do it on our own. It's not our good idea, but God's idea. That we come under God's authority and God's mandate. That as we've set apart Vanessa, it's not just, oh, that's nice. But we've recognized in her it's been tested and tried, not only by us, but by the wider Christian community and the Baptist College and interviews and ministerial recognition and will continue to be. We recognize God's hand upon you and we honor that. Of those who've been set apart as leaders and pioneers and whatever ministry, you recognize that it's not just their own idea, but God has appointed and we respect that and celebrate it and honor what God is doing. There's a little uh, quote from St. Francis of Assisi. When asked why God called him, he said, God picks the weakest, the smallest, the meanest of men or people on the face of the earth and he uses them. When they simply say yes. God called and said, build an ark, Noah. Lead a nation out of Egypt, Moses. Stand up to a wicked dictator, Elijah. Preach to the Gentiles, Paul. That all through history, the world is a better place because people said yes to him as he called them and they said, we will go. A German monk named Martin Luther didn't say, I don't do doors. An Oxford Don named John Wesley didn't say, I don't do fields. Right from the story of Scripture, right into our present experience, over and over again, the story of men and women who had servant hearts and minds and spirits and heard God and said, we will live in the light of that and do what he asked. The world is a better place because Moses didn't say, I don't do seas. Jeremiah didn't say, I don't do weeping. Amos didn't say, I don't do speeches. Rahab didn't say, I don't do carpets. Ruth didn't say, I don't do mothers-in-law. David say, I don't do giants. Mary didn't say, I don't do virgin births. Mary Magdalene didn't say, I don't do feet. John didn't say, I don't do deserts. Peter didn't say, I don't do Gentiles. Paul didn't say, I don't do letters. Jesus didn't say, I don't do crosses. Someone said, a call story is a history of whispered words and events that captured the soul and makes you aware that God is speaking. Sometimes it comes with a great kind of declaration. Sometimes it's a hunch. Sometimes it's worked out, testing it, trying it, discovering it, working towards it. But God has put that dream and that vision that what could be through an ordinary person like you or I. I'll end with this. The, the call to follow Jesus is a call to participate with him in his divine rescue. Helping people along a journey out of the bondage of Satan's kingdom into the joyous freedom of God's rule. The rescued become the rescuers. This is the only biblical category of Christians. They are intentional apprentices of Jesus. Desiring both, both to learn how to live appropriately under God's rule and how to offer its blessings to others. We've set a 
few people apart this morning, but that doesn't absolve you. What is God asking of you? You're not too old. You're not the wrong gender. You're not too young. You're not too educated. Even the illiterate, God uses mightily. God uses the sick and the frail. Someone said, do you know if your mission is completed? And the answer is, are you still breathing? In this theme and this vision, we work out the call of God for us as, our, as individuals and as a church in making disciples. This is our heart. That God will call and raise up people who will go across to other places in this nation and further nations. We're praying for more of that. And he will raise up people amongst us who have a passion and see an opportunity for the kingdom and will say, here I am. I will respond to the call of God. Like Jeremiah or Isaiah or Peter or Paul. Let's stand together.